Eve didn't come from a rib. The creation story and its comedic origins. The story of Adam and Eve originated in ancient Kemet as a deep esoteric concept that Christian fathers obviously didn't understand, or they deliberately twisted it like a cruel satirical expression. The Genesis story of Adam and Eve has been justification for the subjugation of women in all the Abrahamic religions for centuries. The original esoteric concept recognizes the feminine aspect as an equal and indispensable half of creation and not an afterthought as in Genesis. In ancient mythology, woman does not come from a man. In other words, nothing can be born from a man, so woman has to be first. Taking Eve from the rib of Adam is symbolically, metaphorically, and anthropomorphically unnatural. It's the only unnatural birth in the Bible if you view it as a historical event. It wasn't historical and actually expressed deep metaphysical concepts. The story of Adam and Eve originated from the scrolls of ancient Kemet and the book of the sayings of the Lord. Women in ancient Africa were not relegated to a subservient place in society like it's been done with any society that has subscribed to the Abrahamic religions. They were the seat of the home and had all rights and privileges as any man. On an esoteric level, the feminine represented the environment and foundation of anything that was created. Woman and man were seen as two halves of a whole in ancient African society that could not exist without the other. The mythology informed those in society of these ideas. The masculine-feminine connection brings us to the ancient comedic concept of tomb. Tomb is the Egyptian name for the concept of the desire creation has to exist. Human desire is a metaphor for this fundamental aspect of nature. The idea comes from the Egyptian gospel of tomb or sayings of the Lord. The Egyptian gospel of tomb became the Gnostic gospel of Thomas. Thomas means twin in its Greek origin. You will see the direct connection to twin, tomb, and Thomas idea quickly when understanding the origin of the myth from its foundation in numerology. Yes, I said numerology. Without the understanding of his numerology origin, the myth is just a story that can be reinterpreted as history just as Christianity did with the story of Adam and Eve. The Christian fathers basically had to make up the idea of Eve coming from Adam's rib to try and stay true to the original concept. But the idea that woman came from man goes against all metaphysical, mystical, and natural science. Nature was man's first teacher. Without the foundation of the feminine as the anthropomorphic womb, no seed could be planted and be nourished. I'm using our modern term science, but it has a connotation that is separate from spirituality and metaphysics. For the ancients, spirituality was any aspect of life. They didn't separate it from life. They knew first and foremost that you and we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. Therefore, science meant learning how to use the laws of nature in your everyday life. That included metaphysical laws. Everything the ancients did connected spirit and matter in ways we've forgotten. Letters and numbers originally were symbols to express and connect concepts of spirit and not just empty words. The sounds of the words were important because they literally would cause the brain and body to vibrate at a certain frequency. You'll see what I mean moving forward. 
You will also see very quickly how Christianity butchered the original meaning and intent of the Genesis story. I'm going to touch very briefly on this subject in this video, but know that it is only the surface of a vast amount of esoteric wisdom taught in the Egyptian Kemetic spiritual system. Tomb as a Kemetic netter is the personification of the initial desire of creation to create. Tomb is the abstract idea of the potential within creation to become. The mythological story is that Tomb is said to have created the universe when he took his phallus in his grass so that he may create joy within himself. In other words, Atum masturbated. The hand came to represent the feminine aspect based on the principle of numbers the myth was expressing. What he did is not the message, nor is it a sin. The ancients didn't have the puritanical views on sexuality that became such a part of Christianity. This is how so much of the original meanings got lost. Christians taught that it was a blasphemy to equate anything sexual with God. The message is that tomb had to first generate desire within. Masturbation is symbolic of generating strong desire. I just gave you the science behind manifesting anything in your life. The first aspect you must have is the desire, or nothing is ever put out into the universe to manifest. Tomb is an abstract theoretical concept about what happened to create the physical universe on one symbolic level. As the heavens opened, Tomb became Atum, and simultaneously became Ra as the opener of heaven and Ptah as the opener of earth or matter. Tomb is the totality of potential. As the prefix A is added, that negates oneness. The A in Atum becomes symbolically an important connection to Ra and Ptah because the letter actually looks like something opening up. But now, rather than negating, they become active as Ra and Ptah. In the Egyptian mythology, the opening aspect connects Atum, Ra, and Ptah as the original trinity. Atum negated oneness. Ra opened the heavens, and Ptah punched through the veil and became the foundation of matter. This was a simultaneous occurrence, like we imagine the Big Bang happening. You can see these aspects within the sacred symbols, their shapes and numbers. Ptah is representational of the capital letter I and the number one because letters and numbers could be exchanged in ancient times. It was also the phallus that would open the feminine or oneness. You will see the concept of Ptah represented by the Ankh. The Ankh symbolized spirit and matter meeting to give life on one level. The feminine is represented by the circle, and the father or phallus is represented by the eye or one that pierces oneness. The ancients used sexual imagery to express concepts of creation often. Within Ptah is the foundation of all elements needed for spirit to become matter. The fire and water of Atum now is within Ptah. Those two elements reformulate as spirit descends toward becoming matter and become the four foundational elements of fire, water, air, and earth. Atum mathematically represented the monad. The definition of the monad is how we come to the idea of Tomb or Thomas the twin. The monad is the principle of number that is an abstract concept. You can think of the monad as simply something that has potential. It's abstract meaning you can't touch it or see it. 
It's only an idea. In Kabbalah, tomb is the same concept as Ein Sof. The number one is concrete. You can count things starting with the number one, but the monad precedes the concrete number of one. Understanding the difference between the monad and number is one key. The monad, again, is abstract. It's potential. The number one is concrete and tangible. You can touch one thing. The ancient Africans taught that sound was the organizing principle of the universe. Ra said, I am the eternal. I am the word. I created the word. This line from the book of Coming Forth by Day, also known as the Book of the Dead, is also the Bible verse John 1.1. Again, as Ra opened the universe, sound was one aspect and the organizing principle of everything in existence. This again is another powerful science nugget that should inform you on how it is part of your life. Vibration is a key to living your life daily. Understanding how vibration works within you will help you transcend day-to-day life. Now, the numbers that became numerology expressed how the word or vibration functioned within creation. Numbers were masculine and feminine and coupled together to create. Odd numbers are masculine and even numbers are feminine. The number one in sacred science is masculine and feminine. Ptah is symbolized with one leg because the function of nature he represents are masculine and feminine. Again, nothing to do with gender. Atum, Ra, and Ptah are not different gods as those of us who follow comedic science has been taught. They're the analysis of the same occurrence within nature and creation viewed from different aspects. It's analogous to a person being a doctor, a wife, and a soccer coach. They're not three different people, just different aspects of the same person. So it goes with Atum, Ra, and Ptah. They're different aspects of the one source of creation. I'm expressing the connection to these ancient symbols and myths because the stories they tell explain mathematical concepts and ideas as well. Today we use the math void of any mysticism or connection to metaphysics or spirituality. Oftentimes, the meanings are hidden with a kind of shorthand within symbolism. Unless you're privy to the teaching, you have no clue what the symbols mean. We worship the idea through our religious and spiritual systems and still miss the depth of knowledge that was taught. The ancient Africans were giving you the secrets of nature. They were giving you the science of the universal laws to apply to your life. This is where the church failed believers. They despiritualized the teachings. The idea of Atum represented tantalizing metaphysical concepts. Atum is where the story of Adam and Eve originated. Christianity taught us that the story was historical and that it was about the fall of man at the hands of the woman. Everything that was metaphorical truth about this story was reversed and made a lie as if it were some cruel joke or satire by Christianity. Think about it. A tree of life was put in the garden of Eden, and then God made it a sin to eat from it because it will make mankind knowledgeable like the gods. In other words, it was a sin to gain knowledge. Isn't that idea still a part of Christianity to this day? Anything you learn about Christianity outside of the Bible is satanic or evil. Cruel satire it is. 
As an allegory, the story of Adam and Eve has deeper esoteric meaning. In the original comedic science, a tomb as a metaphor meant the dawning of a new consciousness on earth. A tomb, or its cognate Adam, is expressing the concept of how mankind dawns as conscious beings constructed with masculine feminine aspects within us. Not gender, but symbolically we consciously have this outer directed awareness that is our reality, which is the masculine aspect of our consciousness we call ego. And at the same time, an inner directed consciousness that perceives our inner subjective and intuitive world in which the outer reality is created, which is the feminine aspect. The mind of man is the middleman, so to speak. The inner feminine aspect was first. Then came the masculine ego that precedes physical reality. Again, I mean masculine and feminine as functions of consciousness, not gender-based characteristics of male and female. Carl Jung would call these two functions anima and animus. We can take the biblical concept of Adam and Eve to a more nuanced meaning than the story we were taught to accept. It had nothing to do with the woman that caused the downfall of mankind. That Christian concept is a complete and utter misapplication of the esoteric science. Let's take this story a little deeper symbolically. Eve picking the fruit of the tree of life and giving it to Adam was symbolic of the inner mind extending wisdom to the physically focused egoic mind. In ancient esoteric symbolism, the leaves of the tree of life would be life experiences. The fruit from the tree of life is wisdom gained from life experiences. Esoterically, Eve represents the intuitive feminine aspect of us all that feeds the egoic aspect of the mind, wisdom gained through life experience. The fruit is that wisdom that we get to partake in when we awaken intuitively to the higher mind, or as the Africans called it, the higher ka within us. The feminine aspect fed the fruit to Adamic ego masculine. She gained the wisdom from the serpent which symbolized wisdom in ancient times. Isn't it rather stupid to think that a snake could talk? Hmm. When the Christian God is involved, science and logic cease to exist. The church made the truth a lie and beat down women with that lie for centuries. Again, a cruel satire. The power gained from that inner connection and wisdom will build confidence, self-love, and appreciation. Confidence is a requirement for living authentically and spiritually and being soul-centered. Soul-centered means you live in alignment with your soul. That means living life through your joy and passions. Appreciating and loving the expression of God and flesh that you are. True confidence will demand that you be authentically soul-centered you. Christian fathers twisted the concept of the monad and sublimated the feminine aspect, Eve, as coming from Adam's rib. In other words, they recognized the monad as masculine and feminine. But obviously, when it was made historical, all the wisdom that could be gained from the mythology was lost. The myth not only became the message, it was made historical and damned women to second-class citizenship for centuries. Again, Cruel Satire of Christian Doctrines Understanding the esoteric foundation of Christian doctrines can give you a new perspective, unravel the BS, and free you from the old beliefs. 
What I express in this video are these concepts simplified. They're much more nuanced and have many levels that require more study. My point to this is, don't take my one meaning given as the totality of these teachings. That would be a mistake. Even as many people leave Christianity, they still have a Christian-based value system. It colors their view of the world and how they see themselves. Believing in the Christian myth teaches that God is outside of you and its creation. The myth of our tomb expresses that it is all of creation. The letters TM in tomb designate it as the totality of all created things. Christians got the idea of God being the Alpha and Omega from the African expression of our tomb. Because Christian practices that God and man are different in substance, they created doctrines like the fall of mankind to express humanity as born sinful, broken, and defective. A byproduct of accepting these Christian teachings is oftentimes self-loathing that produces difficulty in living life authentically and unapologetically as you, due to the difficulty with self-acceptance and self-love. It affects every area of your life and can be a drag on you living in a way that makes you live life to the fullest. I teach these comedic concepts not to attack Christianity, but to build a foundation of love and acceptance for your own unique gifts that you bring to humanity. If you don't like who you are, you can accept the teachings of being cursed rather than a unique gift. You will see others through that prism as well and not value them, wanting them to fit a certain prescription. We see the results of this idea around the world where countries are aligned religiously and kill each other in the name of their God. We see racism and sexism as part of our experience because people believe they're different, when in reality, we're all God in different forms expressing itself. If we could only look at each other that way, as expressions of one God disguised as different individuals. Unity won't come when we all think and believe alike. It will come when we all vibe alike with the frequency of love and compassion for each other. There are many concepts in the Bible that are numerology and myth made historical. Adam and Eve is only one example. As with the comedic mythology, so it goes with the biblical mythology. The story is not the message. The esoteric knowledge beyond the story is about the science that helps you to use the laws of the universe to live the life you desire, being bold and fearless. The biblical story of Adam and Eve is particularly troubling because it has been used to justify the subjugation of women. I hope that my elucidation of the esoteric meaning will begin to restore the truth that women are a half of the whole, not less than in any way, shape, or form, just a different aspect of the one. The Christian translation of this knowledge has been a travesty to women all over the world. Let's change that beginning today with the true knowledge of the comedic sciences. You can subscribe to my channel for future updates. Please like and share with those that would benefit and be empowered by this knowledge.